welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are talking about season three, episode five, Amazon Women in the Mood. I am Lindsay Wilson and joining me as always is Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, I'm good. Lindsay, we were so close to having two consecutive weeks of podcasting, but we didn't quite make it where it's going to be like nine or ten days or eight or nine days apart, I think. Yes, agreed. I will just put it out whenever I have finished editing it, whenever that may <laughs> Yeah, I was I was telling you, I like truly forgot about the existence of this podcast. I think it's because we haven't done it in a while. And so it's just like not top of mind. And I took this past week off work. And so I was just, you know, luxuriating in all my free time. And uh, we're talking about how, you know, oh, we'll record like Thursday or Friday, just like did not T- talk to Lindsay until like <laughs> Sunday morning and be like, oh my God, a podcast needs to be recorded, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And then very first thing this morning, got up, watched it, and here we are, yep. 9 a.m. on a Monday. Yep. We're at m- early morning podcast. Lindsay, you give off morning person vibes. Is that is that accurate? I would say reasonably. I mean, it's nine o'clock, so I'm not like, yeah. you know, I got out of bed at like quarter to eight. Haven't had any coffee okay. or anything. Feel pretty rambunctious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's not absurdly morning person either. There's some like 6 a.m. people out there. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No, okay. super not that. I can <laughs> I can do it. Like, I've recently had a bunch of meetings at like 6 a.m., which yeah. I have not appreciated. So I've been getting up at like 5.40 for those and just like rally at the last second, like, hello. Hello, yeah. everyone. <laughs> I'm here. But, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. All those people, I'm meeting with people who are primarily in Europe, so it's oh, hard yeah. to coordinate. Yeah, you need to get like the Hawaii people. I always, I always thought that mm-hmm. for Big Brother live feeds back when I did, back when I viewed those. Of like, it'd be really great if I could like live in Hawaii and like <laughs> the big, the Big Brother live feeds were always the most lit at like midnight West Coast time, and mm. so it's like I'm never gonna watch that on the East Coast or in of course in Mountain Time Zone. So I always wished I was in Hawaii for that. Yes, God, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. What else? You said you had some anecdotes. You had a week off. I had a week off. My anecdotes, let's see, I saw some movies. I saw Indiana Jones. Are yeah. you are you interested in that at all? I would like to hear what you thought of it. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was like the Toy Story 4 of Indiana Jones <laughs> where it's like not bad necessarily, but not also not, you know, iconic and interesting and will like mostly be forgotten. And I think compared to kingdom of the crystal skull which is like truly bad and people love to hate that like that will be remembered far more than Mm -hmm. this movie and this movie's just like it's fine right (laughs) like maybe didn't need to exist (laughs) yeah definitely you definitely don't need to run out and and go watch it like with spider-man yeah true so people may recall from the last episode alex was like go see it and then i just like got off the call and went and saw it yeah truly the greatest (laughs) compliment i've ever received of an immediate listening to my to my pop culture recommendations like i walked out of this room and i was like hey cam alex says that spider-man is really good and he was like you want to go see it and i was like sure we just went let's do it yeah so what were your thoughts I loved it. It was so good. I loved it a lot. Obviously, not a novel idea for me to be like, oh, I wish it didn't end on a cliffhanger. But also, like, I'm not mad about it. I feel like a lot of people were pissed. And a lot of movies do that now. So it's fine. I am mad. I don't know if you saw the articles that were like, the animators had terrible working conditions, as like all animators do. And like a 100 of them left in the middle of the production of that movie. And the ones Mm -hmm. that are still there are like, there is a 0% chance that this third movie will be released in March 2024. So like, Mm -hmm. 
that's a bummer on many levels, but especially the level of I'm impatient. Yes, fair. <laughs> yeah. So I also read one of the articles and it was like, I don't know, they said something to the effect of like the main director or producer or something, he refused to look at anything before it was in like a final version. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, that was such a waste of time. Yeah, I saw that too, where he just like, people were saying he just kind of like treats it like a live action movie where he's like, oh, like, can we get another take of that? Just And mm-hmm. they're like, no, that's like <laughs> an insane amount of labor for us to get another take. Yeah, it was like, it's already been approved. And then it was like, no, let's start over. It's like, oh, yeah. God. I also so, yeah, saw a, a, a tweet from somebody on the production side of stuff that was like in response to the animator saying that. And I forget the exact quote, but the, it was something along the lines of like, yeah, that's what like making a movie is. Get over it. Like, you know, <laughs> if the if like the movie, if the scene doesn't work, you're going to like redo it until it works. Rude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little rude. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of animation, <laughs> what do you think yeah. of this episode? I would love for them to to take another shot at it. I would love for them to redo this one. I I did not lo- love this episode. Maybe this was also morning brain of like, you know, being a little bit groggy or not in the mood for watching animation. But yeah, I, th- I felt like this is one of the weaker ones that, that we've seen so far. Amazon women not in the mood. This episode <laughs> was ranked number 10 by fans in 2013. Really? Yeah. That's why I think. I think this one's often thought of as like an excellent episode. I think I've seen it so many times that it, I'm kind of tired of it. But also, I feel like it just doesn't hold up the way some of them do. Like, I mean, I don't know. We, we've been obnoxious on this podcast about like complaining about Futurama not being woke. Yeah. And I think like this is far worse than anything else that we have talked about so far. Like all the other stuff has not been terrible. The cross dress, mm-hmm. Bender cross dressing was pretty cringy and Mm -hmm. not handled great but this is like this is just very bizarre the whole way through (laughs) yeah well we'll get into it i realized you had an anecdote about trivia that i skipped over my my only trivia anecdote was it was just me and my friend from college jack it was just a team of two of us and we just got absolutely wrecked by the category which we are colloquially calling name a woman (laughs) (laughs) the category was Name eight of the 12 states that has a female governor, I think. I think it was governor. And it was just like, we got two. We knew Michigan and New York. And New York, and then we spent the rest of the time ca- calculating the expected value of a female governor, given a, a random guess. Because we're like, we're just going to guess random states. And we know that there's 10 remaining. So that's like a oh you know, 6% chance of hitting. So I'd guess it was name eight out of 12? Yeah, it was named eight out of twelve. Right, and so it, many. To be fair, it was the states. It was not the person. I, you know, it was Still. the person. So that was incredibly brutal. We ended up being kind of like middle of the road. We got four right, and like I think one team got five, and then one team got seven, and then pretty much everyone else got like four or three. So yeah, we did not beat the allegations. Name a woman was very <laughs> challenging for us. And then uh, the, the the picture round was name these bands. And we suck at music, and there's always a music round. So we got, like, double dipped on on music rounds. But also just, like, looking at pictures of a band. Yeah. It was it was named the artist on SNL, to be fair. But, like, it's still just a picture of a musician. Jeez. And some <laughs> of these, I'm looking at places with a female governor. <laughs> yeah, some of them may surprise you. Some of them do <laughs> surprise me, honestly. Alabama? Yeah. 
how was your how was your week you you had canada day yes canada day was on saturday how was your canada day it was fine we went sailing cam had been like oh we'll go sailing and watch the fireworks and i was like there are no fireworks here yeah (laughs) (laughs) vancouver canceled them forever due to wildfires or just i think due to wildfires a combination of like fire and like climate reasons yeah that's fair i think because it's like no fires ever because it's so bad here and then also yeah i just think it's probably not ideal to be just like sending up a bunch of smoke i don't know but fireworks they just, like, also, them forever <laughs> fireworks also seemed like a like pre-internet activity mm-hmm. you know it feels like a rustic activity now where it's just like we're gonna go watch like pretty lights like yeah sure. like, yeah but i have like 500 shows on amazon prime that i can watch exactly <laughs> more importantly yeah oh god all right well should we get into this episode yeah let's do it the one you hated well i will say that this was the only episode that i've like completely nailed the the okay. summary of based on the title and so you know impressionable 15 year old alex when i first watched this definitely death by snoo snoo was stuck in my brain and i knew that <laughs> this was a thing so i guess it's evocative or it is memorable um We're definitely memorable yes but yeah and so i i mean i guess that that is something over a lot of these episodes where it's like i'm gonna forget this you know three weeks after talking about it fair yeah uh, the opening caption on this episode is secreted by the comedy <laughs> bee and i spent several long seconds being like secreted <laughs> I- I also had to, it's like written in cursive, which is also a thing that existed before the internet and no longer exists. Mm -hmm. So it was a little tough. I don't really get this. Just bees secrete stuff and the comedy bee is, I guess, goofy. But is is this a reference or is it just? I don't think so. I think it's just like projected by the hypnotoad or whatever. Same idea. But yeah, it took me a long time to be like, oh, secreted. So there you (laughs) are with morning person. (laughs) In the opening cartoon, I wrote Skeleton Chasing Some Guy. Yeah, I had Skeleton Chasing After Someone. Yeah. Uh, This is called Art for Art's Sake from 1934. I have no information to give you, but I did find the full-length version on YouTube, and (laughs) it is weird. (laughs) How how long is it? Six minutes. Okay. Any highlights? Did you want it? I'm just like flipping through right now. It looks just like the movement is all very weird. I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but I used to have like a recurring dream as a child where everything was kind of like sped down <laughs> that was really very freaky. similar to my recurring dream we might have we might have had this discussion at some point where we this, realized we had yes. the same recurring dream sounds um, familiar to me that you had this too where everything was like creepy in slow motion and this is kind of evoking that a little <laughs> okay i'm not gonna watch it yeah my dream everything was like slow and there there was like a kind of like rhythmic like bass like thumping in the background it was all very creepy the scene i just watched just now it shows like a king or something lassoing a police horse and then the horse gets like pulled out from underneath this police officer and then he like flips over now there are people climbing up the stairs it's very bizarre if i had what's, sound maybe it would be clearer but what's the what's the title of it art for art's sake art for art's sake that could be this podcast just, just art for art's sake <laughs> true well said (laughs) anyway if i had the sound on maybe it would be more interesting but i don't think so but anyway this episode opens up and nibbler has been coughing up hairballs and this kind of goes nowhere where they're like oh he's been coughing up hairballs let's make zoidberg clean them up and then we discover that zoidberg has like 
taken off his disgusting shell. Yeah, both of these kind of go nowhere, but at least the Zoidberg shell thing is like consistent throughout the episode. This yeah. like nip- nibbler is coughing up hairballs is like immediately forgotten within 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, within seconds, yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, Zoidberg's dead, but really he just like left his <laughs> shell. And then he comes out and he's all like gelatinous looking and he keeps doing this like weird shaking thing. And the professor's yeah. just like, stop doing that. And he looks so repulsed. I feel like this is like a B-tier Futurama gif of mm. Zoidberg doing yes. his like wiggly when he's all like very pale pink. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, and then this kind of goes away for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out that Amy has been getting calls for over a year from someone who's just like gasping and breathing heavily into the phone yeah. and won't speak to her. And very startling. Yeah, and Leela's like, oh my god, like men who call too much are the worst, I bet. <laughs> yeah, the I like the vision of future, futuristic cell phones, of Amy's cell phone being like this tiny, tiny thing, and Leela even like says at some point, like, oh, did you accidentally swallow yourself? But it's a yeah, exactly. tiny, tiny cell phone, and then has this like mammoth charging box or mammoth uh-huh. dock station that it's sitting in. Um, yeah, best good. we can picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so then we cut over to Kiff on his ship whatever with zap and he's crying because he can't speak to amy he's got all these pictures of her everywhere from when they met on the titanic i guess they haven't seen each other since then so this feels a bit creepy that can't possibly be right we like titanic was uh season two at least i guess we're only in season three but yeah um, and then she says like this guy's been calling for over a year yeah i i like the continuity of like pictures from the titanic i thought Mm -hmm. that was good they reference how the last time we saw her they were like on the escape shuttle when you know zap flew the ship into a black hole is that how the mm-hmm. titanic episode ended yes yes exactly yeah. and then it was like they were hanging off the back of the escape pod and then the countess like fell down so that they could get away <laughs> yes very good. yes and i did like it when he's like oh that ship that you piloted into a black hole and then zap's like yes it was in all the papers <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Like, he's talking to Zap about this, and Zap's like, oh, yeah, I, like, think of myself as a father figure to some of my more pathetic men, and he's a terrible (laughs) listener. (laughs) He's making fun of him for being in love. Yeah. Pretty rough episode for Kiff in general. And Zap, Zap and Fry also don't have a great episode. So, yeah, all these men, uh, not not doing great. Tough episode, yeah. But, so, Zap's just, like, making fun of Kiff until he realizes from the Titanic picture that Amy knows Leela. And so he's like, oh my god, okay, let's negotiate a double date. <laughs> Leela's not interested. And they ultimately settle on one half date because Amy actually wants to go. So Zap's yeah. like, cool, we'll see you for part of dinner in the first half of a movie. Yeah, I really like the negotiation of the dates. So that was very mm-hmm. good. Have you ever been on a double date? Yeah, I guess so. Not like a formal one, but I feel like once you reach a certain age, it's always just like you and another couple going out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, this is just a friend at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of our dinners are just like me and Cam and our friends who are also in a couple. <laughs> yeah, I think that counts. That's a double date. Yeah, All right. then many. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So then we get to the restaurant, which I can't remember what it's called, like Palm something. I just um, Dorbit. the Space Needle. I'm surprised there wasn't a Space Needle joke here. Yeah, true. So yeah, it's the Palm Dorbit. So I guess Palm Door was like the, anyway, the inspiration. <laughs> I didn't mention that the name of this episode apparently comes from like a movie called Amazon Women on the Moon. <laughs> okay, interesting. Which I looked into and is apparently just like a bunch of little vignettes about watching TV. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. I could see it being like campy. Like I could see that That's being fair. a... a cult classic type movie 
exactly. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so they're at the restaurant and Kif's like, oh, my God, what if I can't think of things to say to her? And Zap's like, here, use my book of pickup lines. Say as many of them as you can, as fast as you can. Don't stop for any reason. Yeah. Kif is like very well prepared. He has like flowers and candy and he's like mm-hmm. in his suit. So I, I think things would have gone great if, if Zap wasn't around. Yes, he does seem to be nervous for sure. Like he can't think of things to say, but yeah. Zap steals all the candy and the flowers. He eats all the candy, gives the flowers to Leela himself. <laughs> I did like this, like further negotiation stuff where it's like, oh, like we'll get a bottle of wine, half bottle, like some oysters yeah. on the half shell, quarter shell. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that quarter shell joke. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I would also be furious if I had a date who was like, <laughs> let's Let we'll have a order for salad you. with yeah. locale sensual dressing. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. Lindsay, I'm very curious about what was your like first dating experience? You shared the story of going to the the VR headset place on the first date <laughs> yes. and getting the ick yes. watching someone play Beat Saber. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought I looked so cool playing that. Yeah. And then as soon as I took it off, I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, this is so embarrassing. But we had a really good time, but it was yeah. still very unfortunate. My very first date, like my first grown up date, I guess, yeah. I went to this restaurant that was like, it's like a student bar because I was in university. And it was like, because like I'd been on a couple like your parents drive you to the movies or whatever. Sure. But like first time that the first date I went on once I had moved out of the house, I went to like a student <laughs> bar with this guy and, and we ended up dating for a long time. But I went to this, <laughs> I went and ordered this like buffalo wrap, which was a huge mistake. It was like buffalo chicken. And it was like incredibly spicy and it was getting everywhere. And I was just like covered in this incredibly spicy buffalo sauce yeah. for most of the evening. <laughs> I got roasted. That's similar to one of my first dates of something I dated for a while. We went to a ramen place. And later on, she would roast me about how that's like not a first date place to go to because of like the messiness of the food. Like, yeah, similar to getting covered in buffalo sauce or whatever. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mistake. That was like not on my radar at all. I was not thinking of cleanliness of food. I certainly didn't think of it. I also, I think at the time, I probably didn't realize buffalo sauce was spicy, which like now would not be a problem. But at the time, I was like newly out of New Brunswick. So, yeah. What what any memorable movies that you went to on the parents driving you to a movie date? Yes, I'm glad you asked. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can think of at least three. We went to a lot of those. So, the first one I can remember going to, I went to see Wedding Crashers. Okay. In grade ten. Wow, and... that did you sneak in? I were you allowed, were you allowed to get into R-rated movies at that point? I guess so. Is that rated R? No, oh, definitely. Wedding yeah. Crashers rating. Oh, yeah. Rated R. Yeah, they let us in. (laughs) And we were 15. Maybe we were 16. But anyway, they let us in. And now we just like went into that. And it was like my first date without anybody with us. And I was like, wow, there sure are a lot of boobs in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I like that whole first opening scene. mean it's R-rated. You see, you weren't weren't supposed to be there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, it was like, yeah, we were first like 10 minutes of that movie. It's just like one boob shot after another. I was just like, this is so uncomfortable. So that was embarrassing. And then we went to see Juno at some point. And we went uh, to see Constantine, the Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a one for one for you one for him kind of deal I think, exactly I like, yeah. of, of juno and constantine <laughs> yeah wedding crushers i think was my idea <laughs> yeah. what a mistake but... i i don't think i ever or i know i never went on a single date in all of high school and certainly not a movie date but i i remember and i might have told this on the podcast at one point this is definitely like a fork in the road of my life i remember in 
sixth grade being on AIM and chatting with my crush, Caitlin, Mm -hmm. who was, she was like the popular girl. And, you know, I had such a big crush on her and she invited me to a movie and I was like so scared to go that I did the old like, oh, my mom like won't let me or like, I can't oh my do it. God, I, I just Alex. said no because I was too scared. And boy, how how my life could have been different if that one faded AIM conversation. Man, what a sliding doors moment. Maybe it would have just yeah. like gone terribly and nothing would have changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's feel like a fork in the road moment. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been so confident I, after that. And... I know. I wish I I wish I knew what movie it was because maybe I maybe I could like reverse that decision and you know watch that movie 20 years later and then suddenly have a whole new lease on life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, incredible. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I have any of those moments. I feel like I just like Yeah, I can't, can't think <laughs> no. of any like I mean, surely there must be like like ones that are like less fun like oh if I like didn't take this job then I wouldn't have like moved yes. to the city and wouldn't be with my partner and like all that kind of stuff. certainly yeah like I yeah. moved to Ottawa straight out of high school and could yeah. have stayed in New Brunswick yeah so. working out the bookstore with Jeremy yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> right yeah we would have both gone to Fredericton <laughs> would have been great <laughs> Yes. Okay. Where I have no idea what's happening. A double uh, date. Dinner. Carter shell. They're ordering steaks <laughs> for each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sensual salad. So <laughs> let's see. All right. So there's also karaoke happening at this ostensibly fancy restaurant, which is absurd. <laughs> yeah. We learned that Kip was part of the Duke Boys Chorus, which I don't I don't know what that is, but it I, sounded fun. I thought he said Duke, like the school. <laughs> I heard Dupe. D-O-O-P, no. but... Probably, because it's like the Order of Planets or whatever, Democratic Order oh, of Planets. Oh, sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. That could be. Amy's like, oh my god, Kiff, you're being so quiet and you're not saying anything. And so he starts, he gets really nervous and so he like downs his drink and then starts reading the pickup lines and they're all terrible. <laughs> the one that gets a callback later as he says, I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies. And yeah, then I feel horrified. like that's again like a, B- a B-tier Futurama line where... I feel yes. like I've heard that before in the general mm-hmm. internet space, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So Amy and Lila storm off after this. This half date is entirely over. But Kif's like, okay, I'm going to win her back by singing Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> and she's immediately very moved by this. But then Zap jumps in and does like a William Shatner version of Lila. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah singing to Lila. He's like yes. smoking a, a cigarette and singing very slowly. Yes. Everyone hates it. They flee the ship. I discovered in searching for this, there is a cracked article on an oral history of Futurama's Amazon Women in the Mood from April oh, wow. 21st of this year. Okay. So I looked into it. It's like not actually that much information. It's very short. But one of the things that they said, they speak to Billy West. And he's like, at one point, they told me, imagine if William Shatner ran the Enterprise instead of James T. Kirk. <laughs> and so that's how he's like, don't play it like Shatner playing Kirk. Play it like Kirk playing Shatner. <laughs> Which took the character over the top. So, yeah, yeah, very good. I don't know if you, I have not watched any of this show yet, but have you heard of the Stars on Mars discourse happening? <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast about it, but I yeah. have not watched it. <laughs> yeah, I have not watched it either, but that's my that's my most recent touch point on what Shatner is up to of mm-hmm. being involved yes. in Stars on Mars in some way. Exactly. He's like hosting it, I think. Yeah. But like, I, I get the sense that he's just like appearing on a screen. I don't think he's actually there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get the sense that a lot of these reality shows, not a not a whole lot, is not a whole lot of effort is being put in by people. Yes, agreed. Yeah, so everyone runs away, and Zap's like, "Don't worry, I can drive the restaurant." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, she's built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro," and then drives yeah. her right into the planet. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we get a brief <laughs> check in. A brief racist interlude. <laughs> yes, exactly. A brief racist interlude, exactly. Where Zoidberg is like, my new shell catalog's here. And it's like, basically, it's pretty cool. Like, this would be a good way of trying on clothes. It's like a hologram <laughs> projecting new shells onto him. They kind of have it with glasses, right? I don't know if you've ever tried yeah. that. Where you can like, they can AR glasses onto your face. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it works okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then he's like trying on a bunch of things. One of them is like a problematic, like, how are we going to describe this? He's like, oh, I'm like, what did he call mariachi it? Mariachi band, just like a Mexican. Yeah. yeah. And musician. then Bender's like, this is offensive to me because I am from Mexico. Yeah. And then he's like, this one's like something else. I didn't write it down. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's got like assless chaps in the next one. <laughs> right. But he's like, anyway, and then Hermes is like, hold on, like the Planet Express health plan only covers one replacement shell. And it's just this white shell with like a barcode on it that just says shell. <laughs> yeah. Or Zoidberg. And so as this is happening, Fry is like, oh, I got to check in. I can't believe this half date isn't over. And he calls the restaurant. It's like the number you have dialed has crashed into a planet. Please make a note of it. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. That was maybe my favorite joke of the episode. Yeah, I like it too. It crashed into a planet. Yeah. So a very short little, little interlude there. But... Mm-hmm. So they head back. Yeah, we get back to the main people, main story. <laughs> and Zap's like, this whole sector is uncharted. And it turns out he just lost the chart. And then they get found <laughs> by these giant women. And Zap is like, oh, you're the most beautiful trio of gigantic ladies I've ever seen. I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies. And then they grab them and take them away. Yeah, nice Jurassic Park reference with like the glass of water shaking and the puddles yes. vibrating as the Amazonian women are approaching the, the, the crew. Yes. It was mentioned in this Death by Snoo Snoo Cracked article. I think they said that there was a previous episode. Um, let me see. There was something in there where like one of the previous episodes, they had briefly shown Fry or Bender or something talking to one of the Amazonian women. And it was hmm. just like a one-off, like they're at the dupe thing or whatever. And so they were like, yeah, we're going to give them an entire episode themselves and interesting well cracked doing a better job than us we we missed that entirely <laughs> it's brand again begin again and there was a un of planets okay. with all these different aliens and fry asked these big amazon women so you guys ever go out for coffee <laughs> i'm sure we i'm sure in that episode we touched on that of like oh there's the amazonians we'll, we'll, we'll yes. hear from them later. we might have <laughs> who knows yeah. but so yeah so fry and bender show up they brought the planet express ship to find lila and amy i like that fry like can't pilot it like like they basically crash land Yes, exactly. And they get captured like almost immediately. They were hiding, they think, in a plant, but it's like the grass skirt of one of the women. Yeah. So then this is kind of where we start having all of the problematic, like sexist jokes for the rest of the episode, where Fry immediately is like, you guys have a female leader. And then Lila's like, Fry, shut up. I guess Captain. Yeah. So, yeah. The, these. This is definitely like not great. That definitely does not hold up that well. I think the stuff that I find more objectionable is like the forced lovemaking mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode. Like that that has like a uncomfortable error about it. And this yeah. has like a this is these are jokes from the early 2000s about women yeah. that like don't yeah. hold up that that well, but like agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so I will say the joke that I have always referred back to probably the most is like, oh, here's our women's basketball team. Like, we can't dunk, but our good fundamentals make up for it. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. this joke works a little bit better, especially because they call back to it later in the episode of like, mm-hmm. but did you tell them about their fundamentals? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I reference it all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe we can't talk, but they have excellent fundamentals. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So good. I said Bender sucks. I don't know what line I was referring to, but <laughs> there's the joke about like the comedy club. The uh, comedy yes. com- the comedy comes from real characters, not abstract situations. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if this is like. Is this a thing? Do women comics have a more grounded style of comedy? I think it's just building on the thing of people always being like, women aren't funny. I'm like, yeah. female comedians simply aren't as good. Yeah. Obviously absurd. So they go off to see Femputer. She's the leader. She's just a giant computer. <laughs> Another kind of weird part of this episode is like, this isn't really connected to anything. It says, oh, it appeared right when the men died out, which like never is explained that mm-hmm. well, as far as I as far as far I saw. And like, why is there a giant Femputer? Yeah. the amazon planet like it's just a little bit like weird and disconnected and i don't know yeah yeah that's fair femputer is like i'll decide their fate she says at one point that does not fempute which i liked yeah I like that <laughs> and then too. fry's like layla I'm, d- I'm done making fun of women now i want them to help me and i was like yeah that's <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so as we as you alluded to the men all died out after the femputer got there i guess and like decided that men were an invasive species and they all died of crushed pelvises and <laughs> fry and zap are like yeah i do so. love the uh, the cut to the skeletons yeah. with the crushed pelvises and all of them look like so happy uh-huh. yes. <laughs> and so similarly these guys are sentenced to death by snoo snoo and yeah fry and zap are very excited kiff is horrified yeah, yeah. so this is like the awkward awkward part of the episode where i suppose they like try to make this light of like forced sex mm-hmm. by being like but the men want it and they're like happy exactly. for it so like yeah. for for zap and fry it's like okay i guess or it's at least like passable and not super cringy but it's like a bit rough to have tiff just like be yeah imprisoned yeah, it's bad. I don't know what to make of it either. Cause, and like I was reading some of the comments on Wikipedia and it was like, how was this received? And I guess several people have been like, if you have to say like, don't worry, they're consenting. It's like, maybe yeah. you probably shouldn't be doing this joke. Right. But yeah, it, it's tricky. And Kiff definitely isn't. And like, it gets to a point too, where later in the episode, he's like, oh my God, please stop. Like the spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. And right. Like, right. Well, funny line, but still. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like the moment of, Kiff like on the ceiling hiding from his captor which is just yeah again like I don't know it's this is like a weird comedy show yeah. and now we're being like yeah I don't know yeah the visual of it is very funny where she's got like a broom and is trying to like chase yeah, him the ceiling she's like scuttling away <laughs> yeah. but yeah as they're being taken away as Kiff finally admits to Amy that he loves her and he's the one who's been calling all this time and she's like very moved this is, this is quite an anecdote I was thinking about annoying calls of of Kiff calling Amy and and just being someone breathing on the phone and I recently have gotten a lot of calls from like presumably a scam UPS delivery but I think it wasn't a scam UPS delivery me my my girlfriend there's this like app called Temu, which is like yes, cheap products yes. from China. Um, garbage, yes. <laughs> yes, cheap garbage from China. And, but it was like, okay, like whatever, I can get this like cheap pair of headphones for like $7 along with yeah. like other garbage that I need to like add to the order to make it, you know, to make it viable for that discount uh-huh. or whatever. But the package never arrived. And so I started getting these like mysterious calls that like certainly looked like spam delivery calls, but I think it was Tamu trying to desperately get in touch with me to deliver my package. <laughs> and so it just never, it never worked out. 
<laughs> oh my god so you never got your order no never came but wow. i got like uh i got it 20 dollars of credit on tamu so now i can buy Sweet. even more garbage <laughs> 20 dollars, you'll be able to get like 40 things yeah <laughs> oh my god incredible my mother recently discovered that as well she's yeah. like it's like i bought myself a fake apple watch for like eight <laughs> yeah. bucks it's like okay. yeah exactly Okay, so Bender also gets away during this. He's like, they're like, he's a big jerk like a man. He's like, I sure am, but check the crotch. Nothing. And so he gets to leave. <laughs> Fry's like, oh, I never thought I would die like this. I always really hoped it would happen, but I never thought I would. And they start going into action after they discover that Kiff was the good guy. So Amy, Leela, and Bender are like, all right, got to save these idiots from what's happening. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, I agree. I don't know what to like. I feel I don't know if we've done adequate justice to this. It's like a weird thing and they're like going out of their ways to be like look it's consensual it's fine right. but but then there's moments where it's not ready yet the spirit is willing mm. but the flesh is fungy and bruised fry says yeah. he just wants to cuddle like, yeah right. uh, so i don't know yeah yeah i don't know what to make of it exactly and i i think i agree with you i think it just doesn't hold up as well it's interesting too because when i said at the beginning this was ranked number 10 it was in 2013 and i really do feel like the intervening 10 years yeah. big 10 years <laughs> i mean what so i i started the podcast by saying like this one made me more uncomfortable than any of the other like politically correct mm-hmm. stuff that we've complained about in the past is that the same for you or do you think the cross-dressing or any of the other stuff is worse oh, there's one coming up that's definitely worse that i don't even know how we will engage how with we're it tackle it yeah yeah this one i didn't make me that uncomfortable i think because i am so familiar with it that i was just like oh this is the one where they forced them to have sex but i do think in thinking about how we were going to talk about it i was like i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah so definitely makes me not comfortable for sure yeah. but i don't know i feel like i maybe struggled a bit more with the vendor episode and was expecting it to be a lot worse than it ended right. up being right but. yeah and maybe this episode has some of the opposite of that of like this is a memorable episode this is apparently yeah. one of the great episodes and you're expecting it to be a little bit better and it just ends up yeah. being more cringy than good Maybe, that, yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it where the other one, I think I was expecting it to be way worse and it wasn't too bad. And this one, I was expecting it to be fine. And I was like, oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it turns out during all of this, Bender gets sent off to deal with the femputer and he discovers that in fact, there's like a fembot inside played by B. Arthur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Incredible. In that oral history, they said that they thought that the line, do you have any idea what it's like to be a fembot living in a manbot's man pewter's world would be like impossible <laughs> to deliver. But they're like, but it's B. Arthur. So she nailed it in one try. She's a professional. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I do really love the when Bender is hooking up with the fem, the femputer and they're like inside the machine, but they're talking mm-hmm. to the outside of it. I do really find it funny that like the Amazonians still just think that this is their like femputer god, but it's like yeah. Bender, it's Bender's voice and Bender is saying like us, like it's gold. Very... Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the the whole veil has been dropped and it's just, this is Bender inside of the box. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we don't get a ton of backstory on that. It's just like the femputer is like, oh yeah, I'm a fembot who was living in a, like under the rule of a chauvinistic man pewter who was really a chauvinistic man bot. Yeah. And she's like, so I decided to just like do the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, and this is why I say like it doesn't really connect to, to the Amazonian stuff. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so then this is when Amy gets in there and captures Kiff, and he's like hiding on the ceiling, and she gets him to just like drop into her arms. They run off, and yeah, 
this is when Bender's like, free the prisoners. Yeah. Any any Amy wiki updates? Really very little. I looked and it was like the only thing in the Fry and Leela section was like, Fry has sex with untold numbers of women and Leela doesn't <laughs> seem to care. Okay, fair. It's like, okay. Yeah. So anyway, bring the bring gold. They all go back. We just jump in immediately on Zoidberg being like, anyway, that's how I got my new shell. Yeah. Just like my old shell. It was in the same dumpster, but this one had a live raccoon inside. Yeah. That's yeah. Always, poor Zoidberg. And, and Hermes tells, I, I wrote down, I don't even remember what this line was. I wrote down, Hermes tells him to speak to somebody else, which seems very mean. Very mean. He's like, this one had a live raccoon inside. Pretty good story, huh, Hermes? And Hermes is like, speak to someone else. <laughs> yep. And then they declare it the best mission ever. And then Amy seems to proposition Kiff and he makes that heavy breathing noise. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. I feel like we engaged with this as <laughs> ineffectively. Lightly as and delicately as possible. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Who won this episode? Kef. Yeah, I mean, but Kef also did uh, have some bad things happen to him. Bender? Bender gets off pretty scot-free. True. Definitely, yeah. Kef, and I would say just because, like, he ends up with Amy being like, now she knows, and she's being like, hey, we should snoo snoo. So yeah, that's, maybe that, that's a winner. Uh, Bender, Bender, too, he seemingly gets gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Loser is maybe, like... Zap and Fry. <laughs> Zap and Fry. Although they, yeah, they're in giant like pelvis casts at the Cast, end of the episode, yes. which is funny. And they're like, uh, best mission ever, which like, again, yeah. trying to make it really clear, like we loved it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Zoidberg comes yeah. out exactly even. <laughs> yeah. Well, Zoidberg is like, you know, probably like one step down where he was hoping for something better and then just ends up in his same shell, but also has a has like raccoon stink in it now. <laughs> he seems happy about it. He's like, oh, I knew a shell. Isn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How so. do you think this episode compares to the other like Planet of the Week episodes of like water people? What mm. are some of the other ones? That's true. We haven't really, I don't know if we've done a Planet of the Week in a while. Let's see. What else have we done recently? Yeah, we did the one where they went to like the ball planet. <laughs> yes. I uh, like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the army plan. That's another zap episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There's the uh, crustacean episode. Mm-hmm. Is that you yeah. is that the undersea one? The No, uh, the one where Zoidberg was like trying to win over Edna. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The crustacean of love. Yeah. So there's the Old Atlanta, the city under the sea. That's like not a different planet, but kind of same vibes of just yeah. different civilization. Yeah, this one feels like pretty middle of the road, I guess. A lot of yeah, jokes. I think so. Don't too. Know if I like most of them. I think like iconic planet, I guess. Yeah, of, again, definitely. it's memorable. Mm. It's more memorable than the ball planet for existence. I couldn't remember that. I love that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, the episode's good, but the balls, the balls, despite there, I know that there's some lines there that you and Jeremy love, right? Yes. Yes. First, uh, he bounced four meters in the air. Then he bounced 1.8 <laughs> meters in the air. Do I make myself clear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I amend them from the previous, the previous episode of yes. the holophoner. Mm-hmm. What a, what a missed opportunity. I have been being pretentious and reading old sci-fi. So I'm reading <laughs> Foundation by Asimov. Yes. And like literally 90 minutes. So first of all, I never read. So this is like not only an opportunity to brag about 
me reading, but about me, me reading old <laughs> pretentious sci-fi. So I never read. And so like literally 90 minutes after getting off the phone, off the call with Lindsay, I read a chapter in Foundation where they introduce essentially the holophone or there's like an instrument that a character plays to like give people hallucin hallucinations. And then even at one point they like give them nightmares and freak people out. And bolts. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I looked it up and it's like on the Futurama wiki, it said like, oh yeah, the Holophoner was inspired by the Foundation series. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking at r slash Futurama. I just found out the Holophoner was inspired from Asimov's Foundation and Empire. That, yeah, that could have been me. If only I had that for last week's episode. Could have been you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the and it's not even in the first book, it's in the second book. So I read a full book of Two books. Oh my stuff. god. Yeah. What a brag. <laughs> so, look at me go. I was reading. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you are you have you been reading anything? Are you a reader? I have been reading, but I've been reading very light things at bedtime. Specifically, yes. I just read The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Okay. The opposite <laughs> of a pretentious sci-fi novel. Yeah, but you can brag about that. There's probably sequels to that too. You can say I'm on book two of the pants. There are several. Yeah, yeah. I also read a bunch of stuff by Lindy West in the last few months and I am all in on her. One of her books got made into a show on crave and hulu in america i guess and we are now watching that what's the show it's called shrill okay yeah yeah laura was mm -hmm. watching that yeah yeah so it's based on lindy west's book by the same name did i, I recommend uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow to you i don't know i've heard a lot of people mention it and i have it on my list but i haven't read it did you like it it's amazing it is, book. <laughs> yeah it's another book that i read so like i essentially exclusively read sci-fi and fantasy books i like literally think the last contemporary book that i read other than my laura is an author and writes young adult novels and so i've read mm -hmm. a lot of her novels and that's contemporary stuff but that's young adult the the last adult contemporary book that i read like i think literally was in like 2013 just because i don't oh my read, god <laughs> um i don't read contemporary books i only read sci-fi and fantasy when i read it all and i don't read much so i read tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow like last year sometime first contemporary book in forever and it like was the first book ever that made me understand why people like reading where like <laughs> like like reading contemporary books like where it was like i i read it and i was like that was like as good as like any amazing tv show or any amazing wow. movie like the same feelings that i get when i, I like go to see spider-verse and okay. oh my god um, i yeah I, I think i started reading it i read maybe the first like 10 pages or something and was like i don't have time for this right now so i need to come back to it <laughs> Yeah, okay, truly incredible. Advice. Like, big, big recommendation. Okay, well, your last recommendation worked out very well, so maybe I'll start yeah. reading that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. All right, next week is an episode called Bendless Love. Hmm. Bendless Love, a Bender episode about falling in love. This could be Bender parent stuff, because, you know, parents' love could be endless. So maybe this is like <laughs> Bender origin story mm -hmm. going to like the haven't we done something along these lines that we've gone i know that we went to an episode where they went to like the planet that was it was like a big filing cabinet right it was mm -hmm. just like rows and rows and rows and blocks and blocks yes. and blocks of paperwork that was the bureaucracy episode, episode. Right? yeah yes i have memories of like episodes about bender's origin where bender was made that kind of stuff i thought mm -hmm. that was later but i guess that's what i would guess for for this episode of okay. Bender origin story, Bender family stuff. Perfect. I guess I'll find out next week. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Are we gonna try for a three peat or what's our schedule uh, looking like? Yeah, let's let's do it. We'll we'll try 
try for another one maybe record next weekend or something and we'll try to get one up around the same time i watched the hulu put out like a full trailer for the new episodes hulu put out a new trailer for the new episodes and so you can see a little bit more of what's happening like i know that the titles are out there already so we kind of had a sense of the types of episodes that will happen but like definitely looks like a mom episode is there an Xmas episode is there. One that I thought was interesting was, was that there was a shot of the worms from the yeah. sandwich, from the word sandwich episode. So the wor- the worms are back, just like they promised. Okay, um, incredible. I wonder if he eats a fast food burger or something. Yeah. I wanted to also add an addendum since we were doing that from last week. I was listening back when I was editing and I was like, oh, if your partner like had these horrible worms, like would you, <laughs> would you yeah. like want them to get rid of them? And I was like, oh my God, I sound like a monster being like, he would be incredibly well and healthy and have like a <laughs> highly functioning body and brain. And I was like, how dare you? And I'd I be like, so oh, jealous. I sound really terrible. I was, I was like, so- I definitely would, I would be jealous and I would want him to share. <laughs> I, I just thought that was such an interesting take because like I could definitely... My concern would be that this person is now out of my league, where this person is now like, now I'm always going to be insecure. This person's smarter and stronger and all of that with Mm. me. That's that's the reason why I wouldn't want my partner to become incredibly healthy and intelligent (laughs) and and strong. I which I suppose is like a little bit the same thing as as yours. But yours, your reasoning was like. I want to justify my own mediocrity of like, I, I want, yes. I want to like, you know, have my current lifestyle be, be okay. Um, yes, exactly. Like I want to be very successful without really trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, all right. Incredible. Well, anything <laughs> else? Any, how can people get in touch with us? Pot of tomorrow at gmail.com at pot of tomorrow on the rapidly dying Twitter. Luckily, <laughs> is, did you hear the Twitter news of like rate limiting and all that stuff? I know you're not on Twitter. No, I did not. Uh, this, I'm sure this is something that will go away because everyone freaked out about it. But Elon cu- came out and said, hey, if you have like an unverified account, you're going to get, you can only get 600 tweets a day. If you have a verified account, you can get 10,000 tweets a day or whatever, like viewing tweets. Um, oh, viewing tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not making oh. tweets. Making tweets. I was like, who's time. tweeting 600 times a day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, viewing tweets. And, and so, yeah, at Pot of Tomorrow, the perfect account to follow to <laughs> conserve, your, conserve, your, conserve your viewable tweets because we like truly never read from there. <laughs> True. Yeah. You can follow us and support us without ever impacting your rate of tweet consumption. Yeah. So incredible. All right. Well, with that, we will see you next week for season three, episode six, Bendless Love. Bye. Bye.